Thank you for listening to the Life Church of Kansas City, Missouri. Consider supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com, subscribing, and sharing this message with your friends. God bless you. Praise God. This morning our message is building to save a house. Building to save a house. Book of Hebrews chapter number 11, verse number 7. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Father, I thank you, amen, for the sweet touch of God that is here. I feel so much faith and so much hope, and somebody, Lord, just knows something big is coming their way today. I pray, amen, Lord, that your windows of heaven would open upon TLC this morning, Lord. Big things are happening, Lord, on this campus, Lord, but even deeper in the hearts and the lives of people. And I pray, Lord, you would move upon all of us to build, Lord, something for you, we ask. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Just before you're seated, turn and say to somebody, I'm building something big. I'm just building something big. That's right, we're Americans. We like it big, don't we? We like big trucks. We like big grills. We like big smokers. Amen. We like to shoot big deer. We like catching big fish. And you know why? Because we serve a big God and he's done something big in us. Hallelujah. Nothing bigger, nothing greater, amen, than going down in the water in the name of Jesus Christ and being filled with that big gift, that gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Finishing strong is a 36 season, 36 month season of giving to build a children's ministry wing expansion to finish our event center, to knock out these back walls and install stadium seating and to pay off our mortgage. Our current campus that sits here on this beautiful mountain, it bears witness to the plan and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Before we came to this campus, we had four major prayers concerning our relocation from 720 South Richmond to here, we prayed, God, we would like 10 acres of land under $400,000, prayer answered. We wanted to be highly visible, prayer answered. We wanted to be easily accessible, prayer answered. And we wanted a Kansas City address, prayer answered, hallelujah. God also fulfilled Four distinct prophetic words concerning this property that we have occupied since 2006. A man of God said, Brother Charles Mahaney, he said, I see in a vision your new land. I see a mountain and I see many cars. We didn't know where we were going. We were without a church. We were renting. But little did we know we would soon discover this property right here on, on, at 10400 View High Drive up here on a mountain. You didn't know it. This is the highest point in Kansas City. 
I know there's higher points in cities in the suburbs around here, but in Kansas City, Kansas City proper, you're sitting at the highest point. Amen. God chose to put his apostolic church right here on this mountain in town. Amen. Before 70, thousands of cars passed by here. The vision was fulfilled. The new church would be on a mountain with many cars. Amen. The other man of God said, I see tall steel metal beams. He had a vision of tall steel metal beams. We didn't know where we were going. We didn't have this land yet. We never even looked at this property. But a man of God came and preached in the old church. He said, your new property will have tall steel metal beams. And when we came up here looking around at this property, we looked and we saw the large power lines, the beams that are on this property, thus fulfilling the word of God. Can you say amen? Another prophecy came forth and they said concerning this land, I see an elevator company and 2.3 million dollars. All these prophecies I'm giving to you were in the late 1990s. And a man of God said in the late 1990s, concerning your property, you will have an elevator company. And I see $2.3 million. It was after we occupied this property, some of our youth group boys were out just hiking and exploring the land that we owned back there. And they came across some old elevator shafts, some old elevator shafts. And pastor heard about it. He went and got a shovel and he said, my God, we got to dig. And he dug and he found $2.3 million out there. No, just kidding. Hey, if somebody wants to go dig, you might find it out there. You know what we did? We totaled up the amount of money given to the capital campaign from the time we started to the time those elevator shafts were discovered. No way it's a coincidence. No way it's just luck. But the church had given $2.3 million in that time frame. God foresaw it. God saw it. And it came to pass. In one of the first few Sundays that we have here in 2006, this is something I took note of personally. Pastor got up when this church, I mean, we were a small crowd worshiping in a large auditorium, and Pastor said, you may be asking, how is the live church going to grow? He said, I tell you, people are going to come from everywhere, and we're going to meet them and ask them, where did they come from? And we won't even know where they came from. That prophecy has been fulfilled We don't know where they came from, but they came and they were discipled and they're a part of our church today. Praise the Lord. Finishing strong is accomplished through the presented offerings of the people, the provision of God, answered prayer, and the fulfillment of prophecy. During this 36-month giving season, the windows of heaven have opened and God is pouring out his blessings upon his people You and I will continue to hear testimonies of job promotions, business expansion, investment increase, the ownership of new property, the sale of property, debts miraculously paid, legal cases won, and various forms of financial miracles. And not only that, but we will continue to see Miracles miraculously of divine healing. Broken hearts will be mended. And most importantly, disciples will be added unto the church. And the reason for this is because Jesus said that if you give, it will return back unto you. If you will sacrifice for me, I will in turn bless you 100 fold. Amen. 
It's not just about the giving. It's not just about the sacrificing. It's not just about doing exactly what God said, but it's an opportunity for you and I and for all of our friends in this entire community to look at the Life Church and say, there is no way just those people could have done that. That was the miraculous power of the living God upon that church. That's the way our lives should be. To be instant in season and out of season. Whether you feel like it or not, somebody can look at your life and say, that life right there is unusual. They shouldn't be where they are at. It had to be something else. It had to be a higher power. That's why you and I are living stones for God. Amen. You and I bear a living witness. Amen. For somebody. Amen. You don't have to stand, but if you would, just slip up your hand. Is there anybody in here, if it had not been for the Lord, you would be dead today. Look at this. Look at this. If it had not been for the Lord in his hand upon our lives, you and I should have been dead long ago. But we got a story to tell that there is a God in heaven who is the author and the finisher of our lives. Praise the Lord. In the time of Noah, the earth was filled with violence. It was filled with corruption. And it grieved the Lord so much, the Bible says that the Lord repented that he had made mankind. Before anybody, any man or woman ever repented for their sins, the Bible said God repented first for making mankind. Because you see, the sun wasn't disobedient that he created. The moon wasn't disobedient that he created. The land, the ocean, the animals, nothing was disobedient. But the only thing that had fallen was mankind. Mankind was the only thing out of alignment in creation. And the Lord, his eyes looked to and fro throughout the earth. And over here, he saw violence. Over here, he saw unrighteousness. Over here, he saw sin. Over here, he saw iniquity. And he probably thought within himself, is there anybody who is righteous? But he looked down and saw a man named Noah. A man who was not corrupt. A man who was not violent. A man who had not given himself over to sin, but a man who called on the Lord. A man who followed righteousness. And not only that, but he lived it and he preached it. And God said, I will give that man insight in what I am about to do. And he said, Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. From this day until the judgment, 120 years will pass. And I am going to flood this entire earth. Divine warnings from God are something not to ignore. It is nothing to overlook, but we can thank the Lord that Noah obeyed it because if he hadn't, you and I would not be here until to, the, to this day. Not only was Noah saving himself, saving his wife, saving his three sons, saving his daughters, his grandchildren, but the entire race of humankind and we are here today and we are alive and the world is populated because one man said, I'm not going to sin along with the rest of the world, but I am going to follow the will and the way to God. Never think that what you do is just for yourself. Never think what you do is just for your spouse 
or for your children or your grandchildren, but your faith and dedication and your obedience to the will of God has its way, amen, of making an impact on your neighbors. It has a way of making an impact on where you work, where you go to school, where you live, amen. That's how powerful God is. His light is shining through his people. Noah preached and taught a flood is coming. You know, that is something you and I understand. Many of us have seen floods. We've been a part of them. Some of us have lost things because of floods. But back then in that time, there was no floods. It was strange to them because the Bible says it did not rain at that time. Only a mist from the ground came up and watered all of the land. But God said, a flood is coming. Nobody had ever seen it rain. Nobody had ever seen a hurricane or tornado or any other type of storm. But God had spoken to his man Noah that water is going to come from everywhere. And I can just imagine people laughing and saying, why in the world would God even do this? It was never rain. It's never happened. You, you don't know what you're talking about. And if it wasn't enough, Noah began to build an ark, a large, huge Massive boat, the length of almost three football fields. You can just think of this, the people thinking it has never rained. It has never flooded. And back then, nobody traveled by sea because there was much more land all over the globe back then than there is nowadays. They probably looked at him and said, you're wasting your time. You know, it's hard enough to even get a crop. Why don't you spend more time farming? Why don't you spend more time in agriculture? Why do you waste your time building that ark? And Noah with his hammer and his nails and his family saying, I'm building this ark to save my house from the judgment that is coming. I heard from God. I don't know all the details, but I trust this God. And that's why I'm building this ark. You know, God gave us the sign of a rainbow. Meaning that never again will the Lord flood the earth. But as Noah was back then, so are the days here and now. You and I have a word from our Lord. Not that a fire, or not that a flood is coming, but rather Antichrist is coming. False messiahs are coming. Wars are coming. Corruption is coming. Earthquakes are coming. Famine is coming. Pestilence is coming. Deceit is coming. Betrayal is coming. Every dysfunction, every negative thing. The earth is not getting better, but it's headed for darkness. And Jesus has declared to his people in the last day that it is coming. And he hasn't told any of us to build an ark. He hasn't told any of us like he told Lot to run for the hill. But rather, he gave us something greater. And he said, if you will build your life upon my rock, I will give you life eternal with me in heaven. Praise God. You can go a long time off one warning. I remember back in the old church, 720 South Richmond, we were having testimony service and Sister Joy West got up to testify and she could hardly even get the words out. She was so overcome with the Holy Ghost and so overcome with the Spirit of God. And she said, church, earlier this week I was praying and the word of the Lord came to me, came to me for my son, Kevin. He was gonna go on a whitewater rafting trip 
And he knows how to do that. He's done it before, but there was something inside of me. God was speaking to me saying, tell your son not to go on that trip. There's danger ahead. And she said, I called my son. I didn't, I'd never done anything like this. I've never had anything like this happen, but I called my son and I said, I was praying for you this morning. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, tell him not, not to go on that trip. And he said, well, mom, I really want to go. A lot of my friends are going. She said, I don't care. God has said, don't go on that trip. There'll be many more trips to come, but you cannot go on this trip. And he said, well, mom, I trust you. You're a praying woman. Can I tell you this, moms? If you live a godly life and a testimony, amen, your prayers mean something to your kids. It means something so deep and special. And you have more influence with them than you realize. All the moms say, praise the Lord. And he said, mom, I won't go. I'll cancel the trip. He canceled that trip. All his friends went. And the family got the news and the report that a terrible accident had happened. And some were injured and some even lost their lives. But we can thank the Lord that because of a praying mom and the word of the Lord, her son lives to this day. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Warnings are real. We don't always know when the accident or the judgment may happen. We don't know always when it's going to come. Noah knew 120 years, and that's the end. He knew the moment and the exact time, but there was no sign given. You and I, the judgment that is coming, the great tribulation and the fire that will come to devour this earth so that earth can be made new to prepare itself for the future kingdom of Messiah to come. You and I don't know the time, but we do know the signs that are all around us. You look on any news source, what do you see? Somebody with a crazy Messiah complex, huh, happening all over the world. You look in the news, what do you see? Some type of natural disaster. Even more nowadays, you're seeing more reports of sickness and pestilence. Every time I read or listen to the news, I hear about war and rumors of war. I hear about Christian persecution. I hear about the breakdown of the family. Awful things, horrible things, but we can't be surprised because Jesus said that when you see these things happen, don't let it break your heart. Don't let it discourage you. Don't let it make you give up on God. Don't let it make you think that God isn't real, that God doesn't exist. Oh no, he said these signs are here so that you know that there is a devil so that you know that mankind has fallen. But he said, my people, when you see these awful things happening on the earth, don't hold your head down, but rather look up, for it's a sign that your redemption is drawing nigh. And I've come to tell you, we're going to finish strong with this children's wing expansion. We're going to build that event center. We're going to knock out the walls, and we're going to pay off the mortgage. And you know what's coming next? One day, amen, the Lord is going to come with the clouds, amen. And he's going to call up his church and you and I are going to finish strong with our Lord in the heaven. Can you clap your hands unto the Lord? Hallelujah. It says Noah moved with godly fear. You know what faith is? Faith is moving when God speaks. Faith, amen, is getting out and doing something. It's obeying the word of the Lord even when you can't see it. Now you think about this. We preach and teach that judgment is coming. And it's not going to be a snowstorm. 
It's not going to be a big winter, but rather it's going to be the hottest summer you have ever seen. This world is going to burn and people will burn for all eternity in hell. And I can just imagine, just like in the days of Noah, it's never rained. Why build a boat? We don't sail. Why build a boat? And there's people out there that are saying we have the freshest air in the world, AC. What type of heat are you talking about? We know how to keep ourselves cool. We have cold water. We have cold soda. We even put ice now in our coffee. It's as cold as can be and the seasons are continuing as they once were. What are you talking about? What judgment are you speaking of? And many claim it's to be nothing but a myth and just, just things that people wrote long ago in their false words. But what they don't know is you and I have heard from God. When his love pulled us, not only that, but the revelation of his judgment pulled upon us. And we know that earth as it is, is not going to always be as it is. That is why you and I, as Noah did, you and I are building something for the saving of our house. We're building something, amen, for others. We're disciple making, we're reaching out. But when it comes down to the very end, who was Noah most worried about? It was his family. When it came down to the very end, who was Lot worried about the most? It wasn't the leader of the city. It wasn't his lawyer, his banker, anybody. He was worried the most about his family. That is the saving of your house. You know, the Bible uses a lot of imagery to describe things. For instance, in the Bible, when you see a lamb, who do you think of? Jesus. When you see a house, if you ever see a house in your dream, it usually will represent your family, something about your family. Praise God. Jesus likened the family to be like a house. And he said, whatever house, whatever family will build his house upon a rock. That's the family that builds his house on my words. But whoever builds his house upon the sand, it may look good. It may look nice. And it's right there next to the ocean, per se. But when the storm comes, that house will be washed away. But he who built his house on a firm foundation, that is the family who will last. And we got a big test of that last year, didn't we? A big storm came. I mean, a big one. It knocked us off, amen, off course, big time. I mean, we thought, at least I thought, at the end is now. Everybody, you know, pack up, move for the hills, cry out, rocks fall on us. That's what I thought it was until the Lord kind of straightened me out on that. And we're here to this day. But I mean, it shook us. And the people who wanted to be spiritual, they were spiritual. And the people who wanted to be carnal, they were carnaled. And I don't know exactly where all they are at, but I know here, right here, on September 26, 2021, there were people that said, I'm not going to let a pandemic, amen, deter my faith. I'm not going to let commotion and chaos in this land, amen, cause me to backslide. I don't care who left. I don't care who is here or there. My house is built completely on the word of God. And everything one day will fade away, but the one thing that will remain it is this book that's why we read this book in our homes that's why we carry this book with us that's why we love this word because it has the answers to eternal life can you say praise the Lord we were having family devotion the other night 
And to my amazement, after I read the Bible story and closed my Bible, amen, my kids got in, the, in my lap and they started fighting over the Bible. Who was going to get to do the family devotion next? I like that. I say, if your kids are fighting over the Bible, let them fight over it. If they're fighting over the best seat in church, let them fight over it. If they're fighting over things in church, amen, that's the way it is nowadays. Amen. We're pushing into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Oh, this word is precious. This word is precious. We're building our lives upon it. You've heard this story, but there are many new people here, and I want to go ahead and tell it for the people that haven't heard it. I'm here today because of decisions made by my great-grandfather, Turner Gleason. In the 1930s, during the time of the Depression, hard time, a difficult time to raise a family, my grandfather was living in Oregon City, Oregon, and he got a phone call from Britain, across the Atlantic Ocean, Great Britain, and it was an attorney, and he said to him, you are the recipient of a very large settlement. Now, I'm 13th generation American, all right? Our family has been here a while, and it's amazing all the records that they kept back then. He said... We know your family's been in the Americas for a long time, but you are the recipient of a very large settlement. One of your relatives, long-lost relatives, has left you and your American dollars $4.3 million, and it's for you. But the only way that you will be able to take this inheritance is if you leave the United States and come and set up primary residence here in Great Britain. He's got many kids. I think at that time, seven, six kids. He's got a wife to take care of, six kids to take care of, in the depression. And he gets a phone call. All you got to do is get on a boat, come to Britain, and you'll get $4.3 million. But he got to doing research. And at that time, there was no apostolic church in Great Britain. And he and the family had a meeting. He said, we can either choose money and have no church we can stay here during this dark time and tough it out and be in the apostolic church. And that family made a decision that they would stay where the apostolic church was. And our family is serving the Lord because of that decision to this day. Praise God. It is because my great-grandfather built his house around the church. That is how you save your family in this time. It is building your house around the church. Amen. If the praise team would please join me on the platform. Praise God. The world heard and witnessed the preaching of Noah. They had been given, amen, the same time, the same resources, the same opportunities as Noah he didn't preach, come on my ark. He said, this ark is for my family and the animals that are coming. But he preached, build your own ark. Repent of your ways. But sadly, the world disobeyed and did not heed his words, the warning of God. And to this day, their soul is without excuse. Isn't it something that even the animals knew to get on that ark? You know, they say when a tsunami's coming or a great big storm, a lot of the animals will know it and they'll begin to run inland. We used to have a dog. He was a terrier. His name was Buster. And what was funny was about three hours before it rained, 
he would run in circles real fast all around that yard. And one day our neighbor came up to my dad and he said, what is your dog doing? And dad said, you watch. In about three hours, it's going to rain. And the guy thought, that's interesting. So he went out and started cutting his grass. And sure enough, in about three hours, it was a, just a torrential downpour here in Kansas City. The next time he saw my dad, he said, is your dog like a psychic or something? My goodness. But even animals, this earth senses that something is coming. The Bible says the earth is even groaning for that day. And you and I feel it. And I'm believing as Noah built an ark and as you and I are doing things to add physically to our campus. And not only that, build ourselves as many who came into that ark. So the Lord is drawing disciples through the power of the cross. Amen to this church. People are getting wore out. People are tired. And they're looking for something to give them strength. People don't know where to do or where to turn or where to go. There's not much hope offered in this world. But through Jesus Christ, you and I have the greatest hope and opportunity. And it is heaven, eternal life with him. And not only in eternity, but here in this world in this time. Here in this house, amen. This ark, the place that we have built. Marriages have been restored. Estranged fathers and their children have been brought back together. People, amen, who were sick have been miraculously healed. People who were oppressed and vexed and possessed with the devil have been miraculously delivered. God has performed miracles in our careers, in our lives, in our investments. This is a house of hope. And it is a house of salvation. And it is because it is. It is what it is because we have obeyed the voice of our Lord and heeding his warning and we have moved with fear. That is why we are building. Can you say amen? Not too long ago, I was in a restaurant and I looked up at my server and I thought, I recognize you. And I said, are you? And I said his name and he looked at me and he said, yeah, and you're Justin Gleason. I hadn't seen him in about 15 years. He and I are both the same age. He and I... Grew up in the apostolic church. Both of our dads were pastors. And, uh, you know, he's my server. You know, you kind of have a business customer relationship. And after dinner, I said, can we get together sometime and just chat? I didn't even know you were living here in Kansas City. And he said, sure. So a couple weeks later, we got together for some coffee and we were talking. He uh, was backslidden, completely out of church, no longer believes in the church, no longer believes in God or anything. And I was just wanting to small talk with him, you know, just be his friend. I didn't even, I wasn't even planning on bringing up God. I was just wanting to just, you know, guy to guy, you know. But he opened that door and he said, well, you want to talk about God? I said, do you want to talk about God? And that's something sometimes as pastor taught, you just kind of let them open that door. And he opened it and he said, how are you still serving the Lord? I said, what do you mean? I mean, I have nowhere else to go, nothing else to do. He said, how is it you are able to serve the Lord with all of those hypocrites? And I said, friend, I go to the live church. Everybody's perfect at our church. And we don't have any hypocrites around here. <laughs> That's the way I feel about it. And I'm not pretending, but nobody's perfect, right? That's why pastor says we don't look so closely at each other. And I said, what... Where, what are you driving at? He said, in my church growing up, I saw this, I saw this, I saw this. And then he and I both went to the same Bible college. He said, I saw this, I saw this, I saw this. And he said, I have given up on God. And I said, that's the difference between you and I. 
When I saw somebody who struggled, when I saw somebody who was lukewarm, I didn't look at that and get the equation, no God. But instead, I got the equation that I am human just And if I am not careful, I can fall into that same space and that same path of deception. I said, when I saw hypocrisy, I saw people not heeding the warnings of God. Instead of it discouraging me, it encouraged me and it motivated me to pray and it motivated me to serve the Lord. And that's what you got to do sometimes like no one building the ark. You got to look at the wickedness of the world and say, I'm not going to let it discourage me. I'm not going to let it change me, but it's going to motivate me more to serve the Lord. I've come to tell you, church, the world is not going to get better. It is only going to get worse. Don't let it break your heart, but instead let it motivate you more to finish strong, to be ready for the coming of the Lord, to give, to pray, and serve like never before. If there's anybody here, amen, you want your house and your home to be ready for this Jesus and for this time and this season, I invite you to stand with me right now. Hallelujah. If you feel it, come on to the altar right now. If you feel the pull of the Lord, amen, make a move for God. If you're discouraged right now in your walk with the Lord, how you get encouraged is through prayer at the altar. Amen. Will you come and build something for God today? Amen. Will you get your family together and say, we're going to serve the Lord no matter who is or who is not. Hallelujah. Amen. Come with hands lifted to the altar this morning. Don't hang your head today. Hallelujah. Look unto your Jesus. Look unto your God. Hallelujah. And say, Lord, I'm building it for you. I'm building it for you for the saving of my house. I'm doing it for salvation. I'm doing it for souls. I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it for my family. Hallelujah. Oh, I pray every home would be put on the rock this morning. Hallelujah. Move your house away from the sand, church. Move it to the rock. Hallelujah. Move it away from the sand. Move it to the rock this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Change the course of the future right now. Change the course of future generations. Hallelujah. That's right, mom and dad, your children, you are their hero. They're looking to you. Set the example. Hallelujah. Move with fear and faith. Amen. Hear from God for the family. Heed the warnings. Heed the warnings. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, build, 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 build. Hallelujah. Don't get weary in well-doing. Build, build, build. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.